And welcome, everybody, to a Pinky in the Brain episode of the Animaniacast. One of your errant nail clippings befouled my tissue sample. My clone is a product of our merged DNA. Do you realize what this means? <gasps> I'm a mommy! <laughs> Pinky, that's absurd. You're nothing of the kind. Its chromosomal makeup just happens to include both of our genetic building blocks. It's mommy. And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that is exclusively dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs and uh, nothing, absolutely nothing else. But uh, you might be asking yourself, what are we going to do tonight? Well, the same thing we do every night. We try to talk about Pinky and the Brain. That's right. We don't just talk exclusively about Animaniacs. We also talk about <laughs> Freakazoid and Tiny Toon Adventures. And yes, tonight is Pinky and the Brain. We're going to revisit all the cultural references and gags. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Pinky and the Brain a water tower rating i am joey and joining you once again are my co-hosts there's my brother nathan i have no clothes <laughs> good and across the country in georgia there's kelly you gun the clone wars have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes we have the the a lot of star wars <laughs> not star wars kept popping to my head for a lot for this episode i wonder why yes today we are talking about the 11th episode of the second season of Pinking the Brain. That's right. It's not just a shipping term. It's also an episode. We're talking about Brinky. Yeah. Now, if you were to describe this episode of Pinky and the Brain in just a few words, what would you tell people, uh, Nathan? It's like if Pinky and the Brain got married and had a kid, and that's what it would be like. <laughs> Pretty much. And Kelly, what about you? Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yep. <laughs> like Michael Crichton. Yes. Uh, that sums it up. Uh, well, <laughs> before we get into today's episode, I think we've got to go to a very special message from two friends of the show. It's the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger, and the voice of Freakazoid himself, Paul Rug, let's take it away, Tom. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, kids, what are you doing September 22nd, 23rd, 24th? Nothing! Exactly. So where do you need to be on those three days? You need to be in Salt Lake City at FanX. You can hang out with Paul Rugg and me, Tom Ruger. Right, Paul? That's absolutely right, Tom. Tom, what are those dates again for the kids at home? It's September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Salt Lake City. And come celebrate the 50th anniversary of Freakazoid. We're going to have a whole panel about the 50th anniversary. Very excited about it. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about Freakazoid. All your questions will be answered. Any questions about Freakazoid? Yes? 
Also, uh, you could see a whole panel about Animaniacs, too, about how that was created. And again, we're there for you to answer your burning questions about all the shows that we've worked on. Well, Tom is. I'm there for the churros. Speaking of which, guess where our booths are located? Ooh, would it be right next to the food court or food court adjacent? We are food court adjacent. Grab a snack and just come by and we'll have napkins, right? We'll have napkins and moist towelettes in a sanitary container. So we're ready for you. Are you ready for us? And please, for goodness sake, buy something. It's Fanex. 50th anniversary of Freakazoid. Doesn't come around very often, just every 50 years. Uh, but wait, when did we do Freakazoid? That was like what, 90? That what? was 27 years ago. Okay, but we're yeah. we're not going to be around for the 50th, so let's get it done. Math isn't important. The numbers to remember, September 22nd, 23rd, 24th, Salt Lake City, Fanex. Bring us some funeral potatoes. Well, that, that sounds super <laughs> exciting. Will you I, be there, Joey? I'm going to be there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm not there right now, but I will be there. Okay. I'll absolutely be there. Uh, what if Nathan, someone's listening to it on that day? On <gasps> then oh. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Find me. I might be right behind you. Turn around. Okay. <laughs> Now, yes, I will be there with Tom and Paul and helping them out and uh, with that and some panels. And, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, make sure you get to Salt Lake if you're at all close or far. Uh, un- unfortunately, Nathan and Kelly won't be able to come this time. Mm. So sad. But hopefully this will be the, the beginning of many, many cons to come. Y'all uh, need so- to um, message Dragon Con, our, our listeners. And tell yes. them that you want them uh, to be at Dragon Con and be guests. And uh, and then they can also fill out an application. But I, I think also it helps if, if people tell them they want to see them here. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't. Yeah. If you don't tell Paul and Tom, hey, come to this place. No, no you tell that place. Tell Dragon Con. Like we want to- Paul and Tom. If there's, if there's a demand for it. Yeah. Yeah. If they. They'll if make they it happen. happen. Exactly. You can have them email me, by the way, animaniacast at gmail.com. Just say, hey, go talk to Joey. He'll get Tom and Paul. Uh, send them over to, I don't know, Timbuktu. We don't wear. We'll send them wherever the demand is. But, the uh, Rock of Gibraltar. Yes. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, I'm looking su- really forward to that. I hope to meet a few listeners or many, many, many listeners or perhaps just new listeners at Panex in the coming in just a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Well, uh, I think let's go ahead and get into today's episode discussion of Pinky and the Brain. But before we do, uh, Nathan, uh, when did this episode first premiere? (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Joey, this episode premiered on February 8th of 1997, which was a Saturday. Wait, Ooh. is it February 8th or February 22nd? Because I'm seeing February 22nd. That's what... It might be February 22nd. But oh. Feb- February 8th is a very important day. It is February 22nd. Well, that's <laughs> Because February 8th is a really important day, and it's significant because it's John Williams' birthday. Oh, that's uh, also... Wow. 
Okay. Um, well, okay. it's not February eighth. Well, then so. that is sad because it didn't coincide with John Williams' birthday. So, but so, oh. well, this is had. what I like. <laughs> this is what I like because for the first time that I can remember, Nathan's got the premiere date wrong. <laughs> I did get that uh, premiere date wrong. So well, uh, you know, it's the previous episode was on the eighth, so technically it's like the same thing, right? Yeah. No. Sure. But what? <laughs> but do you know what happened on February twenty second? No, Not do you? John Williams' birthday. <laughs> John Williams was probably still celebrating some, uh, you know, uh, you know, after parties, right? Man, he he's uh he was just at the Hollywood Bowl, and I think he was still celebrating his birthday from this past February. So, so. you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Good on him. That's true. Um, I do know that oh. it was one day after the release of uh, Rosewood, the drama theater movie. A theatrical movie called Rosewood. Never that, heard of it. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> but that got like 13 million in the box office. Um, so it had to be not decent, right? I don't. Was that a lot think, back then? I don't think 1997. I still think no. It's, no. It, wasn't, <laughs> it mostly didn't do remember. well. Um, <laughs> I mean, but then again, it is like a season, not a big season for movies. February, that's like your dump movies. I mean, like, we had. Uh, Star Wars come out at the end of January of this year, so that was cool. So oh. that's where that was, was that, like in the theaters. That was that's true. That's the 1997. That was so was like when you're saying Star Wars, I was like, that hey. was a special edition. That was the special edition. Yeah. Was that 97? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1997. Reason, when a New Hope came out. Man, oh but man, they, I had. They had them. They released like in January, February, March, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, it might it might have been February, March. Uh, April. It was April. like three months in a consecutive. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right, Kelly. I think it was January, February, March. And so yeah, boy, at the end oh boy, of those were so much fun going to see those again, or actually speaking, for the first time in the theater that I've seen him. But yeah, speaking of John Williams, uh, we didn't talk about during our Patreon that he did a, a new piece of music for Indiana Jones that just. Premiered. Ooh, that's right. I've listened to it. It, lo- it sounds wonderful. I loved it. It's beautiful. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I, I just had to. Mention. I do have an important thing. Having to do with this episode on okay. the 22nd. <laughs> okay, good. We got, we, we, okay. we ate up it ties time. in with the episode. Okay, this episode's good. about cloning. Yes. Dolly the sheep, the world's first cloned <gasps> animal, is announced by the Roseland Institute in Scotland. There we go. So good job uh, tying those together on the same day. Uh, they knew Amazing. it was Amazing. Amazing. Like, that. Both um, came out. Now that is the best connection, I think. And we happened to just stumble into that. <laughs> that that was great. You never know what a discussion about John Williams will get you to. All yeah, right. There we go. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get to our episode discussion. Yes, this is an episode that uh, I was very excited to get to. Um, I was selected by our patrons over at patreon.com slash animaniacast, and I've just seen it many, 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 many times over the past few years, of course, because of the popular shipping there has been between Pinky and the Brain as a couple. And I knew I knew that there's this episode existed. I had never seen it beforehand. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, Nathan, Kelly, neither of you have either? No, I, I, I didn't even know that the name Brinky was canon. <laughs> oh well, yeah, exactly. Who knew, right? It was actually existed beforehand. And, and Nathan, what about you? Do you remember seeing this episode at all? I don't remember it at all. You don't so. remember at all. 
I don't. Well, I still don't remember it. <laughs> what? Oh no, we're in trouble. Well, let's go ahead. It's too late. Let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's episode. Let's get into our discussion of Brinky. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. And Brinky was written by David Fury and Ellen Hampton, and it was directed by Kirk Tingblad, the director with the best name, I think, oh, other than John McClanahan. Other than that, that <laughs> Kirk Tingblad, I think, has the best name. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our discussion. So uh, this uh, episode, by the way, uh, written David Fury and Ellen Hampton. I had to look them up. They are a married couple. And they actually wrote quite a few things over the past few years. They, uh, let's see, they wrote uh, many episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Kelly. Ooh, I love Buffy. And also Angel and a few episodes of Lost and many, many episodes of 24 and Fringe and an episode of Hannibal and uh, Homeland. And I think some of these David might have just written by himself, but, or, you know, co-written with other writers. Uh, but also even the 2016 series The Tick, and uh, also the series 911 uh, as well. So they are what do they call what do they call it uh, when you're a writer and you're you're just jumping around from place to place? We saw them at, at uh, San Diego there, Nathan. Can you, can you think of the word I'm thinking of? No, no I no. don't know what you're talking about. I think he wrote. I think he wrote 24 episodes of 24. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That was what I was counting up. And not all in one season. It was across like three or four seasons. Because I know every season has 24 episodes. Maybe they stop people there. Like, you got to stop. We you don't allow people to write episodes. more than episodes. <laughs> You're so, done. It's something like 23 or 24. I lost count. but that, That's pretty cool. Well, anyway, <laughs> today's episode starts off with the brain. And he has a a a, a plot to take over the world that I think we've seen actually one of the comic books beforehand. He's going to clone himself. And it's very much like a multiplicity situation. He's going to clone himself, and then those clones are going to clone themselves, and then and then there's going to go on, so on and so it's on. exponential growth. Yes. It's good. After a modicum of study, I will take a new sample from the prototype and make two more clones. Then they'll make two clones... And they'll make two clones, and so on, and so on, and, well, you get the idea. There's going to be all these brains taking over, trying to take over the world, which I, to him sounds like a great idea because I'm assuming he has this idea that he's going to be in charge of all these other brains, which, let's face it, that we all know that that would not work. Uh, the world, I think, would have absolutely ended if this plan actually <laughs> worked. Uh, but he yeah. says he's... He says he's franchising, which is a nice way to uh, to spin it, I suppose. Uh, well, Pinky is not really paying attention to any of this and is more concerned about getting his nails done because he has an appointment for a pedicure, which is just means, you know, Pinky's going to get his nails done. And so while the brain is working on this cloning uh, device, which kind of looks like the space pods, I think, kind of from the Apollo missions, uh, they look kind of cool. Anyway. He's working on these little pods and putting his DNA sample in there that he apparently extracted from somewhere in his posterior. Uh, Pinky, however, is doing his nails. And as the machine is running, 
one of Pinky's toenail clippings goes flying through the air and lands right into the machine, which is like bursting at the seams. They're trying to, you know, it's trying to keep the door shut. So they try to hold it shut. And wouldn't you know it, a merger has been completed at the end. And they have a cool AOL reference with, you've got a mail. File's done. You've got a mail. File's done. You've got mail. <laughs> uh, at the end right there. And there's a cute little baby inside, and the merger was complete. Oh, my gosh. The merger of the DNA of Pinky and the brain. Brinky. Brinky has been – Brinky the – birth, the birth of Brinky. That's kind of hard to say five times fast. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's what happens in the first segment. Uh, so, yeah, it did remind me of multiplicity quite a bit. Uh, just the idea of cloning right there. In fact, I was watching it again with my wife, and she was like, is this multiplicity? <laughs> <laughs> but we know that that plan would not have worked, because once you make a copy of a copy, it's like a Xerox machine, right? And then they start starts not really working after a while. Uh, multiplicity, I think, is a movie that's just uh, not uh, – people forget about it. Uh, but anyway, there's a lot of cultural references in this entire episode, and I wrote down some of them. And Nathan, feel free, Nathan Kelly, feel free to catch me if I'm missing stuff as I'm going, because I'm just going off of the stuff that I noticed when I was writing it down. Uh, first of all, I have a Jean-Luc Picard exercise program. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, set your buttocks to stun, which I thought was very funny. And then the music sounded a little bit like the, the Next Generation theme. Yes, it was very cool. And three repeaters. Make it so. Engage. Number one. Number two. Number three. Do you feel it? I do, Jean-Luc. I feel it. No. Set buttocks to stun. <sighs> they uh, mentioned a uh, lowest form of life, and uh, Pinky thinks it's Polly Shore. Allow me to tell you of my idea. One involving the lowest, simplest, most elemental unit of life. A dad brain. Polly Shore. A valid guess, but no, Pinky. A uh, very good 90s joke because Polly Shore, well, he had so many, you know, there's Encino Man, which I think uh, is probably That was the only one that was halfway decent. Yeah, exactly. Because Brendan Fraser, but Encino Man was actually funny. I right. So. The jury duty and then, uh, gosh, in, they had the army. What is that? Is that in the army now? I'm not exactly even sure. <laughs> Biodome, all these, all these films that I don't know if they're going to be really remembered more. I think Encino Man's the one that has legs, perhaps. But who knows? There's probably some pretty offensive stuff in Encino well, and Man. Brandon Fraser's making a resurgence. So I, I think I think people will probably go back and watch Encino Man. But yeah, yeah I, I hope so. a long time. So I don't, I, I have no idea if it holds up. But I just remember, it, my brother and I used to quote it all the time. <laughs> It's always it's always upsetting when you go back to watch like a movie that you loved a lot as a kid as being like a, almost like a wholesome kind of thing and like uh, Bill and Ted like there's some <laughs> they drop the the other f bomb uh, when it comes to you know, you know it's like a homosexual slur in that movie uh, I think mm. both in the uh, first Bill and Ted and the second Bill and Ted mm. which at the time. You didn't really bat an eye, and you probably most kids probably laughed at, unfortunately. And of course, today you watch it, you go, "Oh no, not B- Bill Ted! No, I liked you." 
Uh, so yeah, uh, even in this episode, they they get to some stuff that makes you go, "Oh no, why did they say that?" At any rate, uh, let's see what else we got here. I was just about to read some stuff and my notes closed down. Okay, here we go. They're back up again. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, other than yeah, the, that's all the, I have for that first. Yeah, the the AOL thing I mentioned. There's also just other little things that I didn't catch like the first time, like when Pinky is holding the the door closed and the brain asks him to push. He starts breathing like Lamaze breathing. Well, yeah. frantic, frantic Lamaze breathing. Like, Push, that stuff. push, yeah, all that stuff, yeah, that stuff, which I didn't catch you. until I was listening later. I was like, "Oh, I see what they're doing." Pinky, push, Pinky, push. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are some moments in this first segment that you really uh, liked or thought were funny? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I thought it was funny when Pinky was talking about he was recovering from a pulled muscle, and the brain said, "The one in your head." <laughs> Careful, Brain. You know I'm still recovering from a pulled muscle. The one in your head? Exactly! It was last week when I had that idea. Hmm. Now, what was it? Ow! I did it again. No! Yes. I thought that was funny. And there's a great callback to it in the third segment, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great joke at the beginning. Uh, Nathan, what did you think? Um, I liked when Piggy really wanted to help Brain until he realized he wanted to get a pedicure. And then... (laughs) He has his priorities straight. Yeah. Uh, I like the small things. Like, even just when Pinky's like, hold on, Brain, and he's, like, walking on his heels. Yeah, it just took <laughs> to him. It's just like that simple little uh, – that simple stuff that doesn't – you don't really call attention to. But you're like, yeah, I, I've seen my mom, you know, walking through the – the house with their mm-hmm. toes up in the air as she, after she's painted her nails. Doesn't want to get her nails. Away. Yeah, exactly. Can't get them on the carpet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a very, very cute. Very uh, good for a segment and a nice uh, cliffhanger to keep you going to come back. Well, let's go to commercial and then let's come back. Stay tuned. Kids WB will return. Come, Pinky. Is this how you eat yogurt? Not if you're eating new Yoplait Gogurt. The yogurt you eat with your hands, not a spoon. Gogurt comes in this totally cool squeeze tube. Squeeze it, slurp it, grab it, glurp it. It's the fun new way to eat yogurt. Hey, what is a spoon? New Yoplait Gogurt, the grab and go yogurt. Now we're back from commercial. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here after this merger? They got this little baby brain out of the capsule. What happens? Yeah, baby brain's really cute. Um, he looks just like brain, but a baby. <laughs> and so um, they're talking about what to name him. And brain wants to call him Roman numeral one. And uh, Pinky ends up wanting to call him Romy, and which is cute. But uh, they're talking about how he grows up so growing up so fast because, like, one second he's really tiny, and the next second he's twice the size. And so Brain says he's he's growing at a hyper accelerated rate until he reaches adult stature, and then he, and then Brain. I mean, I'm sorry, Pinky's like, oh, like Michael Crichton, which. <laughs> doesn't make sense uh, as far as like 
I mean, Michael Crichton didn't grow at an accelerated rate until he re- reached adult stature. But so I, I am assuming Pinky's making the leap that, you know, dinosaurs and dino cloning. But I don't know. That seems kind of a leap for Pinky. Maybe he saw but, uh, Jurassic Park as like a biography or something on Michael Crichton. <laughs> I have no idea. But it was it was still funny. And um, Especially and, he's like, he's going to be very dangerous. He could be very dangerous like then, Michael Crichton. Right. And I'm like, oh, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's funny because I don't know. Michael Crichton. I, I love Michael Crichton. Clones develop at a hyper accelerated rate until reaching adult stature. Oh, like Michael Crichton. And by the time I'm through with its training, it shall be cunning, ruthlessly brilliant, and possibly deadly. Oh, like Michael Crichton. Romy is having a lot of trouble talking and brains giving him like flashcards and have wanting him to say these really long, complicated words that I can't even say. And Romy's just not even, even saying it. And Pinky said, well, why don't you start him with something a lot easier, like Pat the Bunny? And Brain's like, no, it's ridiculous. And, you know, but it kind of explains a lot about you, Pinky. <laughs> so, um, but Romy ends up, his first word ends up being narf. 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 His first word, Brain. Narf. <laughs> Brain's so befuddled. He doesn't know what happened. And he ends up seeing that the, the computer is flashing, that, it, you know, there was an unknown contamination. And so he kind of like backtracks it and, and wants to see what the contamination was. And finally f- figures out that it was, Pinky's toenail, one or one of his nails, and um, that the DNA strands had merged, and so Pinky is like, "Oh, I'm a mummy," and uh, Brain's like, "No, you know, just combined from both of our DNAs." And oh, oh yeah, you actually are a mummy. Oh no, <laughs> and he, he's just horrified. And then Pinky's doing something, and Brain's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm making a refrigerator to display Romy's drawings." And Romy does some actually really good art and uh, vocabulary increases and really starts to, to get taller and taller. They keep marking his height on um, you know, a little ruler. And there's even a sign that says you must be taller than the sign for world domination, which I thought was really cute. And uh, Brain's you know, trying to get him ready and prepared to take over the world. But Romy doesn't want to take over the world. He wants to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> what, pray tell, is more important than taking over the world? I don't know. I just, uh, I want to be a ventriloquist. A ventriloquist. Oh, yes, of course. Certainly that's a growth industry. Perhaps you can use Pinky as your dummy. Oh, no, not me. I was blacklisted during the Charlie McCarthy hearings. Great reference to the McCarthy hearings right there with blacklisting mm-hmm. with right. yeah communism stuff. You know, look it up, folks. It's a good it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean we can explain, but because like Charlie McCarthy was a yeah. dummy. Charlie McCarthy was the, the dummy. If you're looking for good Charlie McCarthy mm-hmm. stuff, you gotta check out Fun and Fancy Free, uh, which is Mickey and the Beanstalk. I think it's on Disney Plus. Uh really great Charlie McCarthy, Edgar Bergen stuff. Uh Edgar Bergen's Daughter is Candace Bergen, who mm-hmm. is uh, Murphy Brown. Uh, so yeah, she's still yeah. doing stuff from time to time. And I think yeah. I think Edgar Bergen was on an episode of The Muppet Show. 
He was definitely um, in the Muppet movie, and I think yes, he probably was in the Muppet. I think he was, yeah, in the Muppet Show as well. So, like, I got, I'm watching all those old episodes on Disney Plus, also. So I need to. I still haven't done it. Okay, it, it's good so, in like uh, one or two spurts, and sometimes skipping past some of those uh, <laughs> uh, segments where they're just kind of singing, and you're like, I don't know who this person is. I'm just gonna do the 15 second ahead button <laughs> every uh, now and then. Shameful. I know, but sometimes celebrities from the seventies don't do it for me. For me, so anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, they start arguing, and um, Brain really is sort of yelling at at Romy, like you know he's the father and the kid, and um, they just they see eye to eye, and then Romy ends up running away. You've got to go after him, Brain. For God's sake, he's your clown. I have no clone. This is like the family has been split up. It's tragic. Mm -hmm. Tragic, I tell you. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this one. Uh, They're, first of all, trying to figure out the name. And at one point, Pinky says, oh, I know, socks. Oh, no, that's what I call my socks. And, (laughs) you know, to a kid now, it's like, oh, yeah, because it's that's funny because socks. But Socks, there was Socks the cat, who was Bill Clinton's cat at the time of this. So, you know, at the time, calling something Socks, like people would get it, you know? Now, the one thing that I didn't get <laughs> was the next name, which was Mandingo. Yeah, I had to look that one up. <laughs> and, yeah, that yeah. is uh, not – that is a reference that I – kind of wish they just deleted that from reshowings because even at the time it's number one it's a movie based on a book but the book slash movie is very mixed reviews apparently it was a blockbuster but no or block it was a box office success i don't think it was a blockbuster box office success but like roger ebert I read a little bit of his review. He just called it racist trash, I believe, <laughs> his review. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's it's about slavery. It's a, you know. It was, it, well, I, I just looked it up a moment ago myself, and it was like from 1972, right? So it was like yes. the early 70s. Yeah. So, so it was already the, an old movie at the time. Um, yeah. This cartoon was made. Right, so you might have been looking at it. It's hey, it's almost it's almost as old as this episode is from <laughs> from us from right now. That's how old mm-hmm. it is. Ooh, uh, but yeah, that I that's a that's a reference to a, a time and movie that I think should just be forgotten. So yeah, anyway, uh, and it's it's usually it could be I think it's been used in kind of as a racist term as well for. Uh, african-americans if i'm not mistaken so i don't know i might be wrong with that i all i know is when i heard that i was like uh i don't think you should be saying that picky at any rate doesn't even start with a k (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh i don't know about you uh kelly but i mentioned it before but i when romy really did look like baby yoda to me a lot with a big Uh, big old eyes and ears i don't know about that but he was cute yeah. <laughs> it did make me think about Star Wars, though, because, of course, this is on an accelerated growth pattern, much like yep, the Clones I was thinking about Clone that, Wars. too. Yep. Yeah. And I was thinking, what if, like, Django, like, was actually holding one of the baby clones in Kamino, and, like, he's just rocking it kind of like Pinky was, and it just, like, got huge, like, in his Aww. hands. I thought, 
I thought that's an episode of the Clone Wars they should have done. Oh boy, that would have been hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> there's still time. There's a story out there somewhere. Lucasfilm can do it. Anyway, uh, it's kind of interesting to note that the young voice of Romy is Maurice LaMarche. And yet when he gets older, he turns into uh, Rob Paulson does the voice of Romy. Yeah. And when he's young, he's more like pinky. Yes. Like as he gets older, he gets more serious. And when he's young, he's saying like all he can say is, you know, pinkyisms. Yeah. And as he gets older, he can start speaking more com smarter sentences so it's fun right pinky as soon as he finds out he's a mommy asks to get in contact with the Le- la leche league which is a, a program to help breastfeeding mothers uh and of course there's the dr spock book which i don't know if the dr spock books are still as popular as they used to be but you know dr spock who was alive till into his 90s taught people how to you know, child psychology and stuff like that for many, many years in the 20th century, at least. So there you go. Uh, when Romy was his dumber version, younger version, he was mm. also wrapping his head with saran wrap, or maybe it was tape. Kind of reminded yeah. me of TV. I think it was tape. Yeah, yeah, I think. But it's so big because it's. That's true. It looked like saran perhaps. wrap to me, but it had to be. Yeah. It, so basically, it was kind of doing almost like a Pee Wee Herman bit. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, things. So I thought that was cute. Uh, Romy is also, by the way, a very good artist. Uh, he starts off pretty simple, but he gets to pretty uh, – as he gets older, he gets much, much better. Uh, the brain, of course, is not very supportive of all that. The pinky is very supportive parent. The other thing that uh, I thought was a reference that I think probably went over a lot of people's heads – in fact, even the animators I don't think really did it justice – was when he's the brain is trying to get – uh, Romy to say certain words, he actually puts his hand, uh, Romy's hand on the brain's mouth, kind of like mm-hmm. the miracle worker with Helen Keller, where she's like, you know, saying the words that he could do that. I thought that was a cool little uh, thing right there. Uh, and then finally, they mention, uh, you know, who's for who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is a play, I believe movie as well. I don't know which one came first. I'm assuming the play. But uh I haven't seen it because I'm not really into the movies slash plays about two miserable people bickering at each other for a long time and drinking. Mm. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much what it's about, right? Anybody? Anybody? I've never I seen haven't it. seen it. I, I know Virginia Woolf's an author. Um, oh, there you go. That I studied some in, you know, when I was an English major. But um, but I have no idea what the play has to do with Virginia Woolf, if anything, the author. So, <laughs> well. I, I don't know. It's one of those like classic movies that I've just never seen. I like old movies, but it's probably one of those movies I'll probably check out one of these days. You know, I really want to get back to these things. In fact, I'd love to do something for Patreon or something where if we we kind of go to an episode of Pinky the Brain or Animaniacs or whatever that's heavily influenced by one particular movie, and then we watch that movie or something because that would be kind of that'd be I don't fun. Know. Like that'd be, be fun. like uh, Animaniacs Pinky the Brain movie club. Yeah. Ooh, the movie club. I love it. Yeah. Look forward See, to that. See, I just, I just came up with an idea. Yeah. Hey. Ow! I did it again. No. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, but uh, what do you, any other things in the second part that made you laugh or smile or things that I missed? Nathan, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I liked, I liked when uh, Rami's first words, the Norv Zord, Rizzi Posh, like a whole sentence. Yes. That was great. <laughs> <laughs>
Zort. Fiddledy posh. No, Zort. Fiddledy posh. Hey, Dad, a whole sentence. A whole sentence. Um, Kelly, what about you? Um, I already mentioned mine. All right. Well, I I, I, I really should save them because I know I always know you're going <laughs> to ask me this question, but I just I always go through them oh. when I, I give my narration. Um, Rom, Romney kind of remind me of like a Simpsons character or Fry or something like just the way he like looks for some reason. I yeah. kept thinking like he looks like he could be in the Simpsons, like totally. with the two teeth out like that, like like if they were doing a a parody of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, they would on the do... Simpsons, it would yes. look like Romney. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's totally. why. I, like, I was just like, this art style just looks so much. And yeah. side note: whenever I hear Roman as a name, I just think of Days of Our Lives. I just oh, you too, you too. <laughs> yes, I just thought, well, name him Roman, and I'm like, oh, Days of Our Lives. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I I exactly thought that because like, <laughs> man, I used to. I I don't know how many years of my life I spent watching that show. <laughs> uh well yeah I, well, there, there's just a lot of great little moments in here just like the bickering back and forth like oh uh ventriloquist that's a growth industry you know uh just the whole thing of back in my day you know all that that whole argument with the parents basically with the kid was just uh really fantastic and uh and a great line uh that the brain gives of your head would make an excellent ant farm to pinky <laughs> <laughs> i thought uh it just there it's a good segment there's a lot of good stuff in this one and uh yeah good 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 stuff well uh let's go ahead and move on to the third section after this commercial break stay tuned for these words from our lovely sponsor way to kiss up dot today's assignment photograph the elusive pokemon how do you do it you're gonna be fast and you better be good. Great pictures. That's the name of the game with Pokemon Snap. And now you can bring your Snap cartridge to a participating Blockbuster video, purchase these collectible cards, and use them to print out your best shots. Then you can send your pics with an entry form to Nintendo's Take Your Best Shot Contest. The best shot wins an Australian Safari for four. Many will enter, few will win. Only a Blockbuster. Hang on, it's gotta be fun! Pokemon Snap. Take your best shot. And we're back from commercial break. <laughs> Nathan, what happens in the third part? of Brinky. All right. Well, uh, Pinky and the Brain are alone in the cage because Rami has left. It is confirmed he is gone. Pinky is so upset. He's packing up all of Rami's stuff into a little matchbox or something and looking at a picture of him and crying and saying he can't even remember what he looks like anymore. Um, And then for some reason, suddenly Brain now is like, we have to find my clone. So that seemed like a really weird cut there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it did. It seemed like I don't. Yeah, I feel like uh, there was lines cut out or something. I, I agree. There had to be some more uh, persuasion for the brain. It, it seemed like a very quick turn. He didn't of say events. anything. The first thing he says is, <laughs> "So whatever." Anyways, they're all like uh, we see uh, Ra- like Rami's now like with some bikers. He's following them to some bar, um, but Pinky and the Brain are off looking. Brain's looking in all the museums, the libraries and everything, but he can't find him. Um, so they've looked everywhere that he would have gone, which means that he must be thinking like Pinky. But unfortunately, Pinky can't think because he pulls on other muscles. He must be thinking like you. Hmm. Let's see. Where would I go if I were running away? Ow! Pull 
Rain. So they're uh, <laughs> they're they're at a loss. But uh, we cut to Rami. He's off in a bar. Um, he gets a nice drink from the bartender and notices uh, that there's some fighting going on in the background um, and some uh, couples breaking up. This girl has to give back all the rings that the guy gave her. Um, and her name is Bunny. And she he's like instantly infatuated by it. He's like, ooh, Bunny, she's so pretty or something. Um, but everyone at the bar thinks he's some sort of circus freak. What are you looking at, you you circus freak? Circus freak, eh? Leave the little guy alone. Oh, Bunny. Another freak? Just like your last boyfriend. He wasn't a freak. Oh, yeah? The bearded man who breathed air and floated in the water? Not a freak? And now this? <clears throat> Actually, I'm a cloned lab mouse. <laughs> And I guess she also has been dating a circus freak that could float in water. That <laughs> with a and breathe a, air. Breathe air. <laughs> and he has so a beard. Yeah. That's crazy. a circus freak. <laughs> yeah. And he's not a circus freak. Um, yeah. So he uh Rami ends up biting the uh the mean man and threatening to bite everyone in the bar bar. And so everyone runs out except for Bunny. He's like, hey, I've had my rabies shot or something. <laughs> yeah, bite me. Bite me, baby. That was yeah. very suggestive. Yeah. <laughs> and even the suggestive yes at the end. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Always. Anybody else want a little circus in their blood? <laughs> I've had my shots. Bite me. Yes. <laughs> That was that was definitely reminded me of the brain there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, we cut to uh, Pink and the Brain there on the Ricky Lake show. Uh, they're trying to find Rami, trying to get him to come back home. Romy, um, Romy, not Rami. Romy. And you know now they've uh, after that they end up going like over the whole world. They're like now wearing. Uh, I, I guess they went to Jamaica or something. I don't know why they wear they wear like. Oh, well, they always... got makeovers on the Ricky yeah. Lake show. Yes. Oh, is that why? Okay, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, I was like, did they just cut out to <laughs> go like all over the world? <laughs> no, no, they got makeovers right. That makes they more went sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they they get a letter from uh Romy, and yeah, it's all uh, it says. Don't tell Brain, and Pinky's like, I won't. But this is Brain reading this all out loud. So, uh, <laughs> and yeah. he, he's like, don't try to find me. And then he gives his exact address. I'm as happy as a tick in a tick amusement park. So please don't try to find me. Your clone, Romy, 135 South Mullen Street, apartment 2F. Oh, brain. It could be anywhere. Pinky, he really is your son. So they go and find him at the address that he put. Um, and they find that he's living with uh, Bunny, but it's like, hey, my actual name's Pat. Everyone just calls me Bunny. He's like, Pat the Bunny is a pretty good little thing there. Um, <laughs> and they decide like to let him be that he should, you know, if he wants to uh, pursue his ventriloquist uh, career, that's something that the brain will let him do. And they um, leave on fairly good terms there. So, um that they decide that tonight they're going to try to take over the world again, except um, I think 
uh, Pinky feels a little tired, so maybe not tonight. Brain, promise me we'll have another someday. Pinky, please. We must get back to the lab. The night is young. There's still time. To do what, Brain? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Oh, not tonight, Brain. I have a headache. They're Pinky, they're Pinky, and the Brain, 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 Brain. <laughs> or he has a headache. Yes, he has a headache. Yeah, he has a headache. Is, so that is that is one of the That's biggest, another. Uh, yeah, innuendo things, direct innuendos that I can think of that Pinky <laughs> the Brain ever did. Well, uh, a lot. There are so many references in this episode. Yeah, I just stopped. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I was writing them down as I was going and pausing the episode so many times. So let's go. They start talking about all the places that they've gone to to look for Romy. And one of them was Pat Harrington's Dinner Theater. And uh, Pat Harrington was an actor. He was on many things, including uh, One Day at a Time, which is an, a show that is before my time. Or at least it was during my time, but I was probably an infant. So I never watched it. And then they've uh, had a, a remake in the last couple of years. Oh, really? I think well, so. That's That sounds like something that somebody would do. Because uh, remake everything. Reboot it. Redo it. You know, all that stuff. Uh, Pete Rose was mentioned, and can we trust him? Of course, Pete Rose was busted for gambling. Wasn't he gambling on his own team or something, or against I his own think team? So. Yeah, he hasn't been left, you know, into the ba- baseball Hall of Fame since because of all that. Uh, great character. Well, I, I say this in, in a comedic sense. He's not a great person. The character of Herb, a very abusive boyfriend, horrible guy. Uh, I, you know, mentally abusive at least uh, towards uh, Bunny. Uh, but he goes at the very beginning and says, you want to play a game to Peaches. And so Peaches and Herb start hitting each other with these pool cues. Uh, Peaches and Herb, by the way, is, is a group. And they sang among many songs, including the song Reunited. You know that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Peaches and Herb. So that's why, yeah, that's why that was supposed to make a connection right there don mclean he mentions don mclean hey levy was dry or the dry levy's dry or something like that reference to the song american pie i thought he said john mclean which i thought it was a, i thought it was a diehard reference yeah oh, i thought no, so no i knew he said don mclean i heard okay. john mclean and then i, I was john... like and then i was like get yeah, your re- referencing that song i don't know i don't know what's going on but yeah don mclean wrote american pie i believe right so yeah uh, he says, I'm Jojo the Thirsty Boy. Uh, so Jojo, this is kind of a weirder one where I'm trying to get around. I had to type in Jojo the Circus Boy because I think that's what they were kind of going for because he's calling him a circus freak. And Jojo the Circus Boy was a circus freak, uh, I think, as far as I can tell. And uh, he was one of those uh, uh, folks in the circus that, you know, this is a condition where you grow a lot of hair on your face and you kind of look like wolfman or something like that and uh all i can find was a bunch of old black and white photos of jojo uh but of course i also thought of jojo the idiot circus boy from tommy boy well then i get all excited i'm like jojo the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet i don't know that whole jojo the thirsty thing uh thirsty boy uh, was ringing bells somewhere uh at any rate uh there's also uh ricky lake and i thought it was like shouldn't they be changing her name or something like that uh but and apparently they did 
because Ricky Lake, the actual the actual TV show is R I C K I Lake, and this is Ricky Lake spelled with two K's. So everything about it though was just like the real show. So at any rate, uh, they mention uh, Romy. I should say uh, mentions uh, my two dads, <laughs> and which was a show. Look who's here. My two dads, Saget and Coulier. Oh, please tell me he's Saget. Then he mentions Saget and Coulier. So, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Full House. So we get the both uh, the show My Two Dads and then Full House, which I do remember watching. My, I, I think I did watch My Two Dads as a kid. I did. I didn't watch Full House. I was thinking it was a little, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't really interested in Full House. But anyway. Bunny kind of looks like Susan Sarandon. I... You're a lab mouse. She's a human. Ugh, labels. Do we have to judge others on their race, religion, and color of their fur? Can't we all just be? Save it for your acceptance speech, Miss Sarandon. For some, you know what? She doesn't look like Su- Susan Sarandon. No, I'm getting that she mixed doesn't. Up. She looks like Sharon Stone. That's who she looks like to me. Um. Anyway, uh, the Guggenheim Museum is mentioned. <laughs> Rain this place. Yes, Pinky. It's like something the Guggenheim threw up. Then fed to its young. I thought Pinky did a good uh, add-on line right there with that joke. Uh, because, yes, it was a very modern art. Very very interesting style that uh, Romy has. He starts, he does, he, he's uh, an eclectic uh, mouse. What can I say? Uh, and finally... Uh, the brain mentions Euripides, who was a Greek playwright, uh, as far as we know, did not have a clone, uh, and then went in, cor- went in the course of human events, which was the beginning lines of the Declaration of Independence. This was a line that I did not know, and it drove me nuts. The Pinky says, this is so Savannah. Face it, man, that's not me. No, because... Uh... You're a, a ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, this is so Savannah. There was a TV show. It was a TV show. I didn't know about this. It was like kind of a soap <laughs> opera kind of thing. Yes, it was a primetime soap opera on the WB. So there you go. Any chance that these shows have to, to do the synergy uh, reference to uh, the WB in these years, they'll, they do it. Uh, I don't think it lasted very long. I, maybe, maybe a season, maybe half a season. But. It had it. I, I, I think it lasted at least two seasons because oh, really? I found a clip right here, which I'll play for our audience, which I think <laughs> is so. In fact, I'm going to play it to you guys too because it's really short. But this is hilarious. This is like the most soap opery uh, example of of stuff in the world. Let me share this clip. <laughs> Swear to God, I saw you dead and Barry. Yeah, I heard folks in Savannah like ghost stories. But do you actually think a man can rise from his grave? <sighs> you kiss just like him. I didn't mean to take advantage. I had to prove I'm flesh and blood. I'm Travis's brother, Nick. This is the most soap opera-y stuff in the world. So it seems, yeah, very dramatic, very much the same stuff that's going on right now. Very emotional uh, soap opera-y stuff in this episode. Uh, of course, they mentioned the Grateful Dead, and should we mention it? Or do you want to <laughs> tell them or me? 
uh, I believe this is right after Jerry Garcia had died. And uh, so the Grateful Dead was no longer touring at this point. At any rate, uh, that's a lot of references. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, I will mention one last thing before I forget. The music that plays for Brinky's or slash Romy's theme is basically the Pinky the Brain theme, but just like on its head or or put down an octave or up. I don't know. The Bernsteins, I believe, were the ones that did the the compositions for this, and I, I think I'll have to ask them about it. But the Pinky and the Brain, you know, they're Pinky and they're Pinky and the Brain, they're Pinky and the Brain. And the theme when you hear, when you listen to Romy's theme, it's like. What did you guys think of today's episode? There's a or this last segment. Let's start with that first. What did you think of this third segment, uh, Kelly? Let's start with you. Uh, we've already talked about some of the, the things that were funny. Um, I, I, I thought it was funny when Brain was on the show and he said, uh, can you please ask your audience members to refrain from calling me girlfriend? <laughs> and I did really think the, the whole thing with Bunny was, was very suggestive. And then she shows up, you know, wearing Brinky's or not Brinky's bathrobe, but a bathrobe. Yeah. When that they was... came to the door and I was like, I mean, I wasn't offended or anything, but I was like, wow, that's in a kid's cartoon. And <laughs> um, so I just thought it was, it was kind of interesting. And um, uh, yeah, the Guggenheim reference was, was really funny. And um, I thought their makeovers were a little weird. Um, yeah. They wouldn't do definitely put wouldn't put afros or dreadlocks on, Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters today. That, yeah, I think yeah. that would be both the characters were. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll, just just an odd choice there. Um, yeah, the, as many things as I love about this episode, there's like certain things that I'm like like a little bit cringy. Like, ooh, that's dated for the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, other otherwise, I mean, the, the references are. are just, over the place and and some land and some don't because some were over my head and uh some were hysterical so yeah <laughs> it just kind of depended so yeah i think that covers all the the ones that i i made notes on okay nathan what about you um i liked when i went to the wiki for uh, this on the animaniacs i saw that we were cited as a source because what? yeah uh, <laughs> I was a little confused on that one, by the way. I said, oh, that's awesome. What and did we I, say? I mean, well, that's that's what I said. What did we say about this episode? What happened? And it goes to a Peter Hastings or Peter Hastings interview. But the time code that whoever did the editing on this one, I believe it's him talking about the Christmas episode. I don't know. It confused me. Huh. At least when yeah. I tried the time code. Well, because it's, I guess, uh, Charles M. Howe was on that episode. I don't know. But he wasn't. That's the weird thing. But, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to say, I love it. Number one, I love it that we were mentioned on the wiki. This has taken <laughs> over six years for us to be mentioned on any Wikipedia. I and mean, we might anything. be on other ones. We haven't checked That's every true. wiki. That's oh, true. I, gotta, so. I should stock ourselves and find out. Yeah, but, find out which ones. But I was uh, just like, oh. <laughs> 
yeah, but we have all this great information. I'm glad that somebody's putting it to use. But yes, the link, at least the, you know, after you copy. And I do remember that conversation about the the executives wanting more sitcom like episodes so then this was a result of yes that does sound from that that uh, peter hastings or charles m howell did mention someone that said, yeah yes so one of those two i don't know so now the, you could you could source the source this episode too because we just confirmed <laughs> it we again mentioned it that we talked to them <laughs> uh but yes it is it is uh it the link didn't quite uh work for me because it was talking about the christmas episode i don't know uh just FYI to any wiki editors listening to us. I just said, huh? Anyway, uh, but flatter, flattered but so, nonetheless. Yeah, and, and source us more. Cite us more. That's yes. Why not? Uh, anyway, uh, I guess that's – gosh, that's pretty much it. There's there's just so much to talk about. But I'm just looking at my notes just trying to think if there's any other little thing to talk about uh, other than I thought it was cute that uh, Pinky said, promise me we'll have another son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really was the most coupling, even in the reboot. I thought this was a very coupling episode. Yeah. Even though, you know, the the pink, the, the brain was very much like, no, this is an experiment. This is my experiment. And then he had to eventually just go, oh, yes, you are the mommy. Dear Lord. Yep. <laughs> Dear Lord, you are its mommy. Uh, great. Just good stuff. Let's go ahead and just get to the water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Pinky in the Brain? Kelly, why don't we start with you? I think I'll go with four. I thought it was a really good episode overall, and it had some really funny moments. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I th- thought it was a good story and good writing and just great. All right, Nathan, what about you? I'm also going to go with four. I thought that there were a lot of really good jokes and just a couple things that just didn't quite stand up to the times. But overall, I thought it was just very good and funny. And we kind of, it's it had to happen eventually. We finally got them shipped. And yeah, we had it. <laughs> and I'm going to give this one four and a half. I am almost wow. yeah, I almost saying it's perfect other than some things didn't quite I don't know if it was the pacing or some of the jokes just didn't quite land but definitely and then some of the one out- weird cut. <laughs> yeah. And but really honestly just the some of the the outdated reference or just references that really are make you go oh no uh could not make this a perfect episode. Uh, but it is definitely a very good episode. And it, I I mean, I had to watch it multiple times to get everything down, and I enjoyed it each time. So that, to me, speaks volumes over yeah. uh, whether an episode is good or not. If I if I find myself tuning out <laughs> at the second or third watch, uh, which I did not have that problem with this, I found more and more things to enjoy each time. So four and a half. Well, uh, before we close things up, let's go ahead and get to something we haven't gone to in a very long time, which was an Animaniacast poll. Uh, oh, which means, unfortunately, we have to go to our announcer. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I've tried to fire him multiple times. He's back. <laughs> but he's back. Yes. Hopefully for the last time um, with an Animaniacast poll. It's your announcer once again. I'm back and 
better than ever with an animating cast poll. Listeners were asked, so if you were in charge of Warner Brothers and got to decide on either picking up a fourth season of the hashtag Animaniacs reboot or restoring the original series to a 1080p or even a 4K resolution, what would you choose? Hashtag AnimeMeCast poll. Well, 48.3% said more reboot, but just beating it out. With 51.7%, people said they'd rather restore the original. So there you go. There's the results. I'm sure I'll be back many, many times in the future. And now back to the studio. Well, this is one of our closest. Ooh. In fact, I can't think of a closer poll that we've ever done than this. We had quite a few votes on this one. And, yeah, just barely edging out 52 to 48, restore the original. But what do you two think? Uh, I don't know, if Kelly, Nathan, if you're able to vote in this poll. Uh, um, what did I you didn't think? vote. But okay. I I want a fourth season because I can't do a podcast about restored episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Kelly. What about you? I I did vote, and I I chose restored episodes. All right, and I voted as well. I don't think it'll be any shock to anybody out there that I said restore the original, <laughs> because Peter Hastings uh, did say. I mean, Peter Hastings told us like in our uh, some of our commentaries with him. I think we were watching King Yakko, and he was just he kept talking about how dirty the episode was. Like not dirty, like ooh, it's dirty. Ooh, but like the <laughs> film itself was all scratchy and dirty with all that dirt and stuff on it, hair and stuff. So he's like, "This is horrible. They need to. They have it." He's like, "They have the stuff in the in the vault there in Warner Brothers. They need to just restore it." Mm. And uh, I would love to see it restored to a t- you know 1080p. Let's do both. For you can't vote for both in this situation. <laughs> because if I said if I put down the poll, then I said both people. Were, of course, we're going to say both. That's what makes it a choice. It makes it it's Pinky's choice, not Sophie's choice. It's Pinky's Do choice. Both neither, then you have a <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Lowest amount would be neither. So then Well, you know. it was a hard decision, but I could see that just barely people said fifty two percent just take the original and make it look all good. And I agree with that because they did it with Batman the animated series. That's a Blu ray I want to get still, but they took it and they re- re- they did made it look beautiful, so I'm gonna hope they can do the same with Animaniacs as well. Well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Kelly, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter, Yona Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And Nathan, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, uh, Django FT. That's me. All right. As for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and in Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash animaniacast and of course we're a proud member of the retro zap podcast network you can find all of our previous episodes over at animaniacast.com that'll take you to our retro zap archives you can listen to all those episodes and of course you can check out all the other stuff at retrozap.com as well fantastic articles and wonderful podcasts that are up there each and every day for your listening and reading enjoyment well, it's time to wrap things up for today's episode. So, without any further ado, 
for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Glarb. Glarb. What is Glarb? This is your influence, Pinky. Me? I'm not once have I said glob. Oop! Glob!